Welcome to these podcasts coming to you from from these shores. My name is Owen Walton. My desire is to help people understand the Word of God, and I do these podcasts to help bring clear, solid teaching of the Word of God to make sure that we understand what the Scriptures are saying. So please subscribe to these and share these with your friends and keep enjoying these teachings. Now, I've been doing a series on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and helping to bring some clarity from Scripture and to clear up some confusion. This is so that you as an individual can receive, but also so that you can help other people receive and answer their questions by being equipped with good understanding of the Word of God rather than opinion and different ideas that have caused confusion. So in this series so far, we've answered a number of questions and issues that people struggle with relating to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We've been specifically focused on the baptism itself. I will do a separate series on the whole issue of tongues and speaking in tongues next after this series of podcasts to answer those questions. Now, uh, in the previous podcasts, we, we looked at some things connected to the fact that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate experience after receiving Jesus. And we've made it clear from Scripture that this is two experiences. Once a person receives Jesus, they then need to go on really as soon as possible to receive the Holy Spirit as well. But in this podcast, I want to deal with some questions that people have because, see, in, in, the, in Bible times during the book of Acts and the writing of the New Testament, they made sure that everyone received the Holy Spirit. It was a priority to them. So they did not really deal with the whole issue of Christians who had received and Christians who hadn't received. But these days we have a situation in the church where there's a lot of Christians who have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it causes questions sometimes when we preach about the Holy Spirit and being baptized in the Spirit. uh, People who have not yet received, Christians who have not yet received, say things like, well, are you saying I do not have the Holy Spirit just because I've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit? So I want to look at this in the the scriptures and I want you to begin to understand uh, some of the, 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 the passages in the Bible to bring clarity. You need to realize that there are two experiences. There are two separate works of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Holy Spirit is involved in salvation. He is involved when you receive Jesus. I'm going to give you scriptures on that in a moment. And also when a person receives Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of them. And there are certain benefits that they can walk in at that time, even if they've not yet been baptized in the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit brings an an added dimension, brings an equipping for service. And the Bible connects things specifically to that. So there's two works of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And a person who has just received Jesus and been born again does have the Holy Spirit. But there's more of him that they can have. This This is the important thing to understand. As you look in the Word of God, you'll see that the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit within or in us. And then there's also times the word upon us is used. And these two, I believe, uh, show two separate works of the Holy Spirit. And I'll, I'll, I'll show that with scriptures as we go. It may seem like a, sing, a simple a distinction inside or upon us, but it's not that simple. The Bible shows this quite clearly and it often uses these words or one of these words. So let's, today, this podcast, I'm going to focus on the Holy Spirit within us. And I want you to begin to realize that when you are born again, when you receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. You become the temple of the Holy Spirit. 
This, ta- this happens even if you've not yet been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, in uh, Romans chapter 1, just to illustrate a couple of verses where we see within and upon, Romans chapter 8 verse 11 says this, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. This verse talks about the Holy Spirit living in you on the inside. Now in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, Jesus said this, But ye shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Upon. This is a different word. And ye shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So we see some scriptures refer to him within and some upon. I believe this is two separate works of the Holy Spirit. One is connected to salvation. The other is connected to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14, it says this. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In him also having believed. Now, the emphasis in these verses is trusting in Jesus, receiving the the gospel and believing. In other words, the context of what is about to be said is the new birth, receiving Jesus. And it says this, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So here again, we see connected to believing Jesus, we receive, we, we see a work of the Holy Spirit in that person's life. So the spirit within ta- it occurs when a person is born again, when they receive Jesus, they receive salvation or become a member of the body of Christ. Different terms we could use. Romans chapter 8 and verse 9 says this, but if you are not, but you are not in the flesh but in the spirit if indeed the spirit of god dwells in you here again he's talking about the holy spirit in you if indeed the spirit of god dwells in you now if anyone does not have the spirit of christ he is not his now this verse has caused confusion because people have seen the the, the fact that the spirit is mentioned and then they see that it says that if you do not have the spirit, you're not his. And they, they think, well, are you saying if I've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit that I, I, that I don't belong to Jesus? No, because this verse is not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is talking about the spirit in you, which takes place at salvation. Uh, it's very important to make this d- distinction to to clear up the confusion uh, so that people don't think that they they do not have the holy spirit if they have not yet been baptized in the holy spirit the baptism of the holy spirit is an additional experience that enhances so many things in our lives it brings us into a much deeper experience with the holy spirit however you still have you do still have the holy spirit when you are born again if you've not yet been baptized in the spirit There's a second work. Let's talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit's work uh, in our lives in salvation and look at some of the scriptures related to that. Uh, We've already seen that this talks about when he comes inside you. See, there's a major difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament in terms of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, we see the Holy Spirit moving and doing things in the Old Testament, uh, and he, he, he comes upon people, he anoints people. Uh, and so there is definitely a work of the Holy Spirit taking place in the Old Testament. However, in the Old Testament, nobody had the Holy Spirit inside them. Only certain individuals had the Holy Spirit upon them, anointing them for service, prophets, priests, kings, and other individuals to do certain works. But nobody had the Holy Spirit inside them. However, Ezekiel began to talk about a work of the Spirit where the Holy Spirit would come in them. Now, reading these prophecies from our perspective all these years later, it might not have quite the impact. Yes, we can get excited about it. But you need to realize when Ezekiel prophesied these things, nobody, none of the Jews had the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. This was totally new. They'd never heard this before. In Ezekiel 37 and verse 14, he says this, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and performed it, says the Lord. So here Ezekiel talks about the spirit in them. That was new to them. Nobody, not even the prophet, priest or king, had the Holy Spirit in them at that time. Now, just a chapter before, Ezekiel also makes reference to this. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26, or 25, 26 and 27 says this, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart. He's prophesying here about them getting a new heart. Nowhere in the Old Testament did that take place. That only that prophecy only came to pass and came, became fulfilled through the work that Jesus did, uh, which which allowed a work to take place in the heart. We call it the new birth or receiving Jesus. So Ezekiel is prophesying about that at this point. He says, "I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you." And cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. So the context of this passage is the new heart. And he uses the the terminology, the spirit within you. So Ezekiel is prophesying here about the new birth and receiving Jesus. And he shows that at that time when that work takes place in someone's life, the Holy Spirit will come to live on the inside of them. Let's look in Titus in the New Testament. Titus chapter 3. Starting in verse 4 says this, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. The context here again is salvation and the kindness of God coming to us uh, and the work that God did when we were saved. Uh, It says he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Here Titus shows that the actual work, the the, the one who did the work of regenerating us and washing us and renewing us when we receive Jesus, it's the Holy Spirit who does that work. So the Holy Spirit is actively involved in salvation. And uh, it's very clear from those scriptures. These scriptures, just because they mention the Spirit, doesn't mean they're talking about the baptism of the Spirit. We need to uh, rightly divide the word and recognize the different works that he does in our lives. 
The Bible talks about us that we became the temple of the Holy Spirit. He, he lives in the temple. That takes place at the new birth. Uh, just some other scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 11 says this. And such were some of you. He's just talked about some of the, the different sinful conditions. And he, he says, such were some of you. Past tense. In other words, you were like that. And then he says, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Here again, he's talking about receiving Jesus. He talks about being washed and sanctified and being justified or made righteous. This took place at the new birth, in other words. And he said that the one who did that, it was by the Spirit of God. In other words, the Spirit of God is the one who did that work of regeneration. That lines up with what we saw in Titus. This is all the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a person when they receive Jesus before the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 gives us a lot, quite a lot of detail about what the Holy Spirit does in a person. And you'll see again, it keeps referring to in you, in you, in you. Everything that's spoken about in Romans 8 uh, connected to the Holy Spirit, or certainly in this part of Romans 8 from verse 11 to verse 17, are all benefits available to a person who has only received Jesus. You don't have to have been baptized in the Holy Spirit to get these works of the Holy Spirit in your life. Romans 8.11 says this, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Talks about our mortal, our physical bodies. I believe that's connected to healing. I'm not going to go into healing right now, so we won't spend detail on each of these. But I believe that the, the, the ability to receive the power of God to heal you is not just unique to people who've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is something that even a person who has only been born again and received Jesus can walk in. Uh, and then he again emphasizes through his spirit who dwells in you. Verse 12, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit, here again, he brings up the spirit, by the spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Here he indicates that the Holy Spirit can help you get victory over your flesh. Now, this, this again is not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is talking about a person who has the Holy Spirit in them. Uh, verse 14 continues on. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Here he connects being led by the Holy Spirit to being a son of God. And uh, again, this has all got to do with the Holy Spirit in us. So this shows that somebody who has been only received Jesus, has only been born again, can still be led by the Holy Spirit. Being led by the Holy Spirit is not a, unique to someone be, who has been baptized in the Spirit. This is two separate experiences. Uh, if you have only received Jesus, then the Holy Spirit regenerates you. The Holy Spirit will, can help bring healing to your life. The Holy Spirit can, can uh, help you get victory over your flesh. And you can be led by the Holy Spirit. These are the benefits to someone who has the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. Verse 15 says this, uh, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. See, the Holy Spirit is involved in adopting us into the family of God. Verse 16, The Spirit himself, 
Again, talking about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. That witness on the inside of the Holy Spirit, helping you know that you're a child of God, you've received Jesus, that comes with salvation. That's not something that comes when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's part of the benefits of salvation. Uh, And the next, verse 17, and if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may be also, uh, that we may also be glorified together. So all of these things, and I've only covered them briefly, each of these we could do a whole teaching on, but it's not directly relevant to this series right now, except to be aware of the fact that these are benefits that, that are available to anybody who's received Jesus. These are a work of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, uh, and, and they're not unique to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All of these things any Christian can walk in, and, and any Christian can enjoy these benefits of the Holy Spirit uh, because he's inside of us. And, they, and I believe there's even more. We've only just covered a few, uh, a number of them there. Having the Holy Spirit be to, as your teacher, uh, Jesus talked about him teaching you, showing you all truth. That's not something that happens at the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That happens when the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. You can hear him as your teacher and be led by him and be shown, have him show you things in scripture, help bring you understanding. That's all available to a person who's received Jesus. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a second experience and adds more to this. Now, everything we've just covered is pretty good as it is. I mean, if that's all you had, that's some good stuff. However, God shows us there's more. God shows us that there is there's something that takes place, a, a second work of the Holy Spirit that takes place and adds even more benefits on top of these. So let's rightly divide the word of God. And let's understand that somebody who has only received Jesus does have the Holy Spirit. The, the only thing is that there's more of him they can have. There's more benefits. So we'll look at the, at what those benefits are in the next session so you can understand how important it is that we get all. Uh, that God has for us, all that the Holy Spirit has available to us. Now, I'm coming to the end of this part of the series. I'll probably do one, maybe two more, because I believe we've answered a lot of the core questions. Uh, As soon as we cover one more set of questions and bring some understanding, I'm going to go through some practical steps about how to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about some practical issues, how to pray for someone else, but the first thing you need to do if you, you're praying for someone else is get their questions answered, answered. Show them clarity from Scripture. Then we'll go through the practical steps. Then we'll do a series talking about the whole issue of tongues and bring some clarity related to that. So thank you for listening to this uh, podcast again. I appreciate if you even review these podcasts. If you're enjoying them, please review them on the different services because other people do check the reviews and they want to know, is this something I want to actually take the time to listen to? So please review them, please subscribe, please share them with your friends. I appreciate that. And if you want more information about this ministry, you can find it on the website fromtheseshores.com. There's information about the live teaching, about different live meetings around the UK and other things that we do. So God bless you. And I thank God for his grace and his peace upon you and that you walk in the presence of God over the coming week. And we will see you again shortly for the next podcast.